0: Hey everyone, Editor Pat here. So before I get into today's episode, we did have some breaking news as soon as we finished recording. So we've gone and re-recorded the ending of this episode uh, just to have all the latest information in there. So it's all good. So you're going to hear us talk about a few things here that may have already happened. We're going to speculate a little bit, but then we'll cut into the latest news. And a quick note, I did goof up. When you hear me talk about Sergey Brin and Elon Musk, I'd actually meant to say Larry Page. That's my bad. Okay, let's not, not talk anymore. There's a lot going on right now. The world is a really, really interesting place. Let's get right into it. Sam Altman is out of OpenAI. Microsoft shares are crashing and burning. Satya Nadella is screaming in his boardroom. And uh, Elon's probably laughing somewhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, the summary. Or laughing or just, uh, was
1: it? hopeful for the fate of humanity now that OpenAI has lost its leadership?
0: Oh, his entire... thing is, there's two things behind that, and this is totally out of order, um, but there's two things behind that. One is that Elon, he said he's no longer friends with Larry Page because of Ilya.
1: Because of Ilya? So, yeah, so yeah. for context, how do you say Ilya's name? Ilya... Skutskovic, Skutskvik? That was pretty good. I need um, to hear him say it. Yeah, yeah, we, we should look him up somewhere. Um, Who is Ilya?
0: We should really start the episode from the top instead of going into this. You can you <laughs> no, can splice it's... this hard in. Later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought I, I think today we really need to go over like what has happened at OpenAI and why should our listeners care. I think are the two yeah. the two main topics that we should we should cover.
0: Oh, lo- if you clicked into this episode, you care big time about what's going on. This is, this is so juicy. There hasn't been gossip this juicy going around since the submarine happened uh, way back in whatever month that was. We got short attention spans. But this has been like the firing and then rehiring and then betrayal and then what comes next, like the comeback arc of Steve Jobs all condensed into like 48 hours. It's been incredible.
1: But Steve Jobs actually came back. It looks like Altman is not coming back.
0: Oh, he's gonna come back. Well, he forgot the key part of Steve Jobs, which is that you have to start the competitor company, which then trashes your former company and then get acquired by it. He's still got to complete that part of it. <laughs> Let's actually break this down. So So what is going on over yeah, at OpenAI?
1: What has what has happened?
0: So late on Friday, the shock announcement came out was that Sam Altman, the beloved CEO of OpenAI, was fired by the board of directors followed by immediately the resignation of the co-founder and Sam's longtime friend Greg Brockman who is the um, the president of OpenAI's board as along with the resignation of three senior OpenAI researchers at the same time in solidarity So, this was a shock move. Everyone couldn't believe what was going on. Why was this happening? Apparently, Microsoft didn't even know that this was happening, who is a major, major, major partner and big shareholder in OpenAI until two minutes before the actual firing. And the thing you got to love about this is that his firing happened over Google Meet. So it just go I'm just going to put it out there. Even a company with $10 billion from Microsoft would prefer not to use teams for important things such as firing their CEO and just want to use Google Meet. Okay,
1: yeah, uh, nice tangent.
0: <laughs> <Back to laughs> <can> <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to get rid of meat at work. Uh, still trying to get rid of teams at work. Uh, immediately afterwards, OpenAI held an all-hands meeting where Sutskiva, uh defended Altman's ouster, claiming it was necessary to protect OpenAI's mission. Uh, no one really knows what this meant. even then uh, a few days later CEO Brad Lightcap actually clarified in a memo stating that the board's decision wasn't due to malfeasance or anything like that. it was a breakdown in communication between Sam and the board. Meanwhile, Twitter memes were going or X memes were going absolutely turbo with this. Sam is a big Twitter user himself. And was even posting today when he went back to the OpenAI office wearing a guest badge in a photo. This is the first and last time I'll ever wear a guest badge. You know, this is uh, this is incredible. A lot of people at OpenAI were also showing their love for Sam, uh, reposting his tweets that he loved the, the staff and adding their own little heart emojis to it. Even even Mira, who replaced Sam, uh, she was the for CTO.
1: Twenty four hours. Forty-eight hours. Yeah,
0: she well, you know, interim CEO, right? She was interim CEO. She was trying to get him back, right? The news broke this morning that oh, actually, this maybe getting rid of Sam wasn't such a good idea, and all the staff love him. Like, there's one thing you can't control. It's the board's job to, you know, it to try and push what they want upon the CEO and COO. But it's the CEO and COO's jobs to actually execute that ultimately. And the board is so detached from the employees, they didn't actually count on uh, the fact that that they just love him so much that these people were lining up to quit. These incredibly valuable, highly placed researchers in AI were lining up to quit their incredibly comfy remunerated jobs just to have solidarity with Sam, who apparently is an absolutely fantastic guy to work for, who really listens to you, um, is the word going around. So, this has been an absolute an absolute boondoggle. Even Microsoft was pushing for his return and had to clarify in a statement that they can still continue on their mission with AI, even if OpenAI collapses, uh, which was pretty shocking to see. Their stock price also took a huge hit consecutively day after day. Something like $5 billion of value was wiped off their shares after the initial announcement that they were getting rid of Sam. And now Ilya just comes out looking like this really, like, bad guy in a movie who was apparently the guy who moved against him in the first place. He was one of the co-founders of OpenAI. He Someone is one of the actually, co-founders. <laughs> he is one of the Well, let's just though. say he might not be in OpenAI for much longer. He was actually originally recruited there by Elon Musk. And interestingly, Elon actually says that his recruitment into uh, OpenAI is what led to his breakup of friendship with uh, Sergey Brin. Biggest Peach and Elon were good friends. And then it turned into this recruiting war where Elon was trying to poach Ilya from Google at the time. Once he finally uh. got Ilya out of Google and into OpenAI, apparently Sergey just cut off all contact with him. And that was it with the forum because they stole such a, an important part of, uh, of of Google's strategy, right, their AI strategy. And frankly, Google's AI strategy has been pretty bad this entire time. Uh, f- where, where to believe all the reports coming out? It's pretty cushy over at Google. You know, they have their Google culture and they can't really keep up with the open AI startup. You know, why Combinator, hey, let's just do it, do yeah, it, do it, hustle, hustle, <laughs> and hustle. push things out. Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: I, I just wanted to stop because I think there's some important context in there. And so, We're moving fast (laughs) Yeah There's an an episode of the Lex Friedman podcast with Ilya that's worth listening to And at the beginning Mm -hmm. of that episode when Lex is talking about who Ilya is He goes into his accomplishments And so Ilya is the chief scientist at OpenAI And he was responsible for many of the scientific discoveries That have uh, been part of the modern AI revolution so it was, mm-hmm. it was his techniques. And this is my understanding from somebody who's not comp- – I, I am not deep in the AI sphere. I, I, I don't do any AI research myself, so I'm just quoting Lex uh, Friedman here. But, he, yeah, he's responsible for some of the scientific discoveries like, you know, image generation. And the paper that they put out, which has been the basis of Midjourney Journey and, and the other image generation frameworks that have come around, as well as DALI 1, DALI 2, and now DALI 3 – and my understanding is he's also pivotal in the, the current work in large language models as well. So Ilya is a very mm. important person. I can understand why Google would be upset that he got poached away from him, from them to go and work at OpenAI, mm. uh, you know, given the, the significant impact that his work has had on AI as a whole. So there's a really mm-hmm. interesting question in that podcast where, Ilias, uh, so where Lex asks Ilya if without him, did he think that AI would be in the position it is in right now? And he was very humble and said yes. Uh, He he thinks that people would, you know, it would have happened. Maybe a few months behind, a few years years behind. Yeah, fairly soon regardless. (laughs) Yeah. But so uh, that adds, like that context is really important because you've got basically the like the fundamental, like the science part of it. I, I'm looking for the right words here, but you know, the, the leader of the scientific breakthroughs who has ousted the, the actual leader of the company, the leader of the business side. And I think OpenAI has done well because of those two factors. You have got some really smart, and I don't like just using the word smart, but like really dedicated and intelligent researchers uh, led by Ilya, who've done these massive breakthroughs, but then you've also had Sam, who has managed to like he is a, he's a growth growth hacker and a leader, and he listens to people. But he has all of the techniques. And without both of those sides of the coin, OpenAI would not be where it is today.
0: Yes. And actually, I gotta say, this is such an engineering thing for Ilya to do, which is to completely misunderstand and misread the situation and the love of the employees for Sam. I would say that this is has this could have actually killed OpenAI. This is what people are saying. This has killed OpenAI. Either Sam leaves and starts something new, or everyone else is going to leave, and they're going to gut the company. This is a like this could be the end of OpenAI. This event and. Ilya, if we're to believe, you know, the rumor and the hate going around, spurred that on.
1: Yeah. And so this is an interesting. Maybe he
0: just has a grudge against his employer. (laughs) He wants this to happen. (laughs) It's big brain. You'll never make fun of my hairline again. So
1: it's interesting. If OpenAI does die, it won't be a quick death. It will be a medium term death. Because they have enough velocity, momentum, and size at the moment, and probably pr- products and uh, roadmap in the works to see them through for a while. They've already had all of these major scientific breakthroughs. It, as a product, it is is very useful and very functional in its current state. So, it, you know, it's not like cutting a carotid and you're going to bleed out in two minutes. This, I feel like. It would just pave the way for other competitors mm. to overtake them with the loss of talent uh, and the loss oh, yeah. of leadership. But that's
0: it, right? There, There is comp- like what they're doing, people know how to do at this point. There's nothing that they're doing that other AI companies don't know how they did it. It's training data. It's very clever uh, modeling. And it's basically just the power of Microsoft <laughs> Azure computing all these things. And the head start they had, right? They were the first to do it. And they have incredibly talented staff in their team just pumping out new iterations of these things. The fact that we've got XAI hot on their heels, they released the Grok model, which is still behind GPT-4. I, would, but I, don't, I don't know
1: if I'd say hot on their heels. It's it's around. Like It, it seems it is, like they, it's, they, it's around. And Llama, like Facebook Llama levels, right?
0: But that's pretty impressive to get done in just a few months, right? Within a few months, they managed to produce some model and a a functioning website that has caught up essentially to what Llama is capable of today or GPT-3 was capable of the other day. Uh, That's very impressively fast. Not to mention you've got Facebook's Llama, which obviously isn't uh, commercially being pushed at the moment as hard as gpt4 etc there are other companies out there trying uh, but they don't perhaps have the funding or resources that open ai does but guess what a whole bunch of talent is coming on the market because they all just quit open ai <laughs> and they're leaving with the knowledge that they had of the new iterations of these tools that were going to come out for chat uh, for, for open ai themselves they're interesting i agree with you that it's not going to die a quick death it's Not going to be that quick because there is no replacement for the tools that they actually offer. GPT-4 and GPT-4 Turbo as APIs are very incredible. They are the natural language toolkit tool of the century. You can roughly describe what you want the computer to do with a bunch of text, and it produces a flawless output almost every time. Like, that is what? That is like so... To quote quote Sam Bankman-Fried's tweets, number one, what? Number two, the... Number three, huh? Do you ever see that when he when it like the when ah when he's when he's like the whole website first crashed and everyone was losing their money and they couldn't log on, he just made the absolute mega brain idea of just tweeting out one, what, two, the, and everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like we just lost all our money, we lost tens of thousands of dollars, and this is what you're oh, tweeting, man. you pieces. <laughs> he's gone. He's, he is in prison now, so I guess that's what that's where that gets you. Um, But, yeah, you're right. There's nothing to replace this. This is so juicy. There is so much going on here. Do you see who's replaced him as CEO? I haven't seen, no. Uh, I I heard it was
1: somebody from Twitch, one of the original co-founders of Twitch, maybe.
0: Emmett Shear. One of the original, one of the co-founders of Justin TV, if you remember that name, Uh, which preceded Twitch uh, TV, which eventually was bought by Amazon for billions and billions of dollars. He was also in the first Y Combinator group as Sam Altman. They shared a class together. That's interesting. So, they've got a long history, but interestingly, why the hell would you hire Emmett Shear? I mean, I know he's got experience in these sorts of things, and they probably think he can be a replacement and bring that sort of Y Combinator, let's just get it done energy that Sam Altman also had. But the guy ran Twitch TV, for God's sake. I mean, what, what what's going to actually change? Dolly is going to let us generate girls in hot tub images now. That's going to be the big change of policy over at OpenAI. I don't think the staff who they had to have an all hands meeting for to try and calm them down because they were quitting in such en masse is going to be... Placated by Emmett Shear coming in as CEO. And also, what's going to happen to Mira? Because she was the only one on the board, allegedly, who was pushing for Sam to come back. What we know is that the board all agreed in principle to resign in order to make way for Sam Altman to return. Meanwhile, a whole bunch of other top engineers who hadn't already resigned had given them a deadline for 5 p.m. that day. To return Sam Altman or wear out—what a hell of a move, right? Like these are the guys getting compensated one million dollars a year plus whatever else they're getting, and they all threaten to resign because of out of loyalty to Sam. That's serious loyalty, man. That's pretty big, you know. Uh, I, I, to play I, the devil—to
1: <laughs> play the devil's advocate there—it's
0: not a big. I mean, they'd get the money anyway. That's exactly right. However, it's actually not that man, big a deal would, for them because
1: they'll, they'll probably get more money going elsewhere.
0: As you and I would, right? If we really tried, we could go on the market and get a better deal than where we are now. But we both like where we are now. It's pretty comfy. They have good benefits, all these sorts of things. Yeah. So, we don't really... Like, I'm not just going to quit because, you know, my boss got fired. I might eventually have plans of leaving because I think the, the firing of my boss was a stupid thing and it, it causes me to lose faith in the company but I wouldn't go to the board and say you have until 5pm to resign from your position or I'm out you know <laughs> that's just like that's that's a suicide tactic uh, and the board the board is made the, I mean everyone on that board their career is screwed from now on anyway they will always be known for this they're all going to be in a Netflix series one day where they're going to be like the the incompetent asses who killed OpenAI. But, oh man, I just can't, I can't believe this. I really, this is so juicy. It's so juicy.
1: So, I uh, I like how complex this is and really thinking about the ramifications, but also trying to derive, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and understand the, the real motivations behind why this happened. Because mm-hmm. the board... My understanding is uh, none of the board directors have any equity in OpenAI and neither did Sam. And so all of the tech, again, this is my understanding. Uh, yeah. You can read this on the OpenAI, web- OpenAI website under the Our Structure. Mm-hmm. You have a board of directors. The board of directors is for the not-for-profit company. And so, and that's why nobody has equity equity. In it, it's a not-for-profit company. So, hmm. and the mission of the board is to steward in the... So, the mission of the board is to steward in AGI and guide... Which is artificial general intelligence. Artificial general, general intelligence, that. which is... That, that's true AI. True of AI, like AI instead of just control. machine learning. Yeah, I saw a really good graph that showed like the difference between... Machine learning, which is using it for dedicated purposes. And then you've got general AI, which like ChatGDP, which uh, can do lots of things. It can multimodal, it can have lots of inputs, you mm. can interact with it like a human. And then you know, the goal being AGI, I don't know if you would say the goal, but the eventual outcome being AGI, which is all, like an intelligence indistinguishable from a human.
0: Which is when we all get AI girlfriends, of Yeah. Well, yeah. Speak, think for yourself. I, I have a wife. It's not cheating if it's virtual, Kelvin. Come on. It's fine. have <laughs> not you seen Blade Runner, for God's sake? Have you met my wife? It's cheating. <laughs> oh, shit. It would kill you one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't matter how virtual it is.
1: <laughs> so, So, there's no financial motivation that I can determine... By removing Sam, if anything, it's the opposite. It's yeah. my my. I, I'm totally guessing here, but it would seem that the board is worried that it OpenAI and AI itself is progressing too quickly. And again, this is pure speculation. But if you if you, got, if you take mm. the fact you've a scientist like Ilya, and he's his concern is obviously he wants to develop AI. In, a, in an ethical and responsible way and make sure that it doesn't threaten the existence of humanity. So he's the science guy. And now you've got mm-hmm. the business guy. Like Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, And then you've got the, the business guy, which is Sam, who is responsible to Microsoft. He's responsible for making sure the company survives and can earn money. And so therefore, you've got these conflicting goals between a business which needs to thrive and wants to make money and give a return on its, on its investment uh, to its principal investor. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the cap table looks like, um, but there's probably other investors in there as well. And so they're looking for a return on their investment. They've got a loan with Microsoft, which needs to be repaid at quite an exorbitant around like 80% of profits until the loan's repaid.
0: That's incredible, by the way. To enter into a deal that says 80% of our profits will go back to Microsoft until we repay the $10 billion, that was a big deal.
1: Yeah. It makes sense, though, because it's profit. So it's after operating costs. Uh, So that gives you a bit of leeway, right, because you can up your operating costs. So, I don't know, that seems like – and it seems like a reasonable deal, especially if you're trying not to give away too much equity because you're trying to stay – true to your original mission of responsible and ethical ai hmm. so ah, uh, it's so this is where i this is where i get lost and i i, I love these details because the initial thought would be oh, he's not delivering on his promise to earn enough money but that's not the case here i like sam hmm. is is the reason is largely responsible for i would say for the popularity and success as chat GTP as a platform aside from the fact that it is is 10x, 10x better than yeah. everything else but he's very yeah. vocal he talks to a lot of people he gets on a lot of podcasts he does a good job he's on twitter a lot yeah he does a good job of pushing the company forward so that that's what i wanted to highlight this isn't yeah this isn't just a typical board takes over because ceo isn't delivering this seems to be more of a uh, ethics versus money a debate?
0: We don't know that. Like but We don't know saying, that. It's, it that's a complete guess. Yeah, this is like, we're going to have to wait for all of this to come out in the wash, right? But I would say this. The board had a plan here, right? They knew that this was going to be troublesome in some way. They, they told uh, Greg that he was going to be removed as president before they then went on to fire Sam, right? So they knew that Greg, who was Sam's biggest ally on that board as the president, was going to possibly be an issue. So they removed him. But they told him he could still keep his job. Only a few hours later... Greg posted that he was so angry and shocked by it that he decided to resign completely. He couldn't believe what was going on. He apparently was in complete shock about what was going on. I would also say the board was making calculated moves, or at least what they thought were calculated moves this entire time. Saying that they would agree in principle to stepping down was utter rubbish. They never had any intention of step, step, uh, stepping down at all. While Mira was out there rallying support for Sam and trying to get him back, which is the only way they could have fixed the situation. Sam, by the way, did initially agree to come back, perhaps maybe if there was leadership changes. In other words, the board was gone, which everyone expected. But the, in reality, they were out shopping for a new CEO. They brought on Emmett. The guy from Twitch TV, uh, Twitch TV, brought him on instead. So that also was complete rubbish. They were just buying time. They let that deadline lapse. They let all the stuff happen because they were trying to bring somebody new in they thought would, you know, possibly fix the situation and let them keep their jobs. And while it is true that Sam Altman has no shares in OpenAI, which always wins him a lot of love when he's in front of the politicians, and the politicians are saying, "Well, you probably stand to gain a lot from all of this anyway," so of course you're pushing for having no regulation, you know, and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't have any shares. I do it because I love it. And the politician's like, oh, I wow. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It's always very impressive. I mean, he does have th- a lot to gain in other more intangible and immeasurable ways, right? In um, accounting, it would be known as, what do we call it? Idiot. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um, oh, everyone fringe, listening fr- knows exactly benefits? what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. In accounting, you have um, depreciation which of... Oh, yeah, it is intangible assets. Okay, well, it's an intangible asset, right? So, for example, he's doing these big speeches at massive conferences, getting treated like a a wonder boy in hotels, probably being flown around on a private jet at no expense to himself. He does have that rock star sort of life of being the CEO of OpenAI, right? So he did gain a lot intangibly. Not to mention whatever he actually gets paid as CEO, which is probably a very large amount of money. Um, so he does have things to gain. Uh, he does have that sort of, yeah. of course. It's but
1: it's the typical like it's it's not even the typical CEO things to gain because the CEO typically has. Uh, Options that vest over a period of time that can be exchanged for large amounts of capital based on how well a, a company is performing. So he doesn't have that.
0: So it's mm. it is a the word I was looking for by the way was amortisation. Sorry, do go on. Well,
1: and I've never heard that yeah. word before. So amortisation. <laughs> I'll do your
0: accounts for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where where you um uh. Anyway, look, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, keep going on.
1: <laughs> so in summary, Sam was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, co-founder, quit. A Mm -hmm. bunch of engineers said they would quit if Sam didn't come back.
0: A few of them already have. Yeah,
1: some have already quit. Others put a deadline. Now, Mm -hmm. the latest news, which is just out, uh, I saw that just before getting on to record this podcast, was Sam's not coming back. Now we have an interim Mm -hmm. CEO. No, an interim CEO, yeah, which is Emmett
0: from... I, did he get did he get classed as interim or has he been classed as the new CEO? Because Ooh. Mira was interim CEO. Oh yeah, no, you're I right. Think no, this he guy's is actually come in. Yeah, he is the CEO.
1: The CEO. So yeah, he is the yeah. Oh. So we have Mira is the as the in- interim. And now we've got Emmett Shear coming in as the CEO. So mm-hmm. that leaves OpenAI. It's unclear at this stage how Ilya or where Ilya will be.
0: After all this, oh, he, he, he'll be off the- He's been classed as the bad guy, right? Everyone thinks he's the bad guy from now on. Say what you want about the geeky guy. Everyone's pinning this on him because he sent the invite for him to join the Google Meet to get then get fired, essentially, right? Yeah, we don't but have- No matter how he gets out of that's this. That's speculation, I, I know, he though. could be the good guy. <laughs> yeah, he could be the good guy, but the entire public now thinks he's the bad guy. I mean, look at the guy's hairline, for God's sake. He fits the profile he's so, he's taken a real public image hit over this. Uh,
1: he has, and maybe he, he doesn't care, I don't know. But that is still speculation. <laughs> yeah. But my interest here is what state is the company left in? It's left without leadership. It's potentially left without its mm-hmm. seen its chief scientist. Just because you get fired mm-hmm. from the board doesn't mean you get fired from the company. So maybe Ilya will still stay at the company. Uh, in his oh, role. Oh, Ilya
0: hasn't been fired.
1: He's been removed from the board. He's on the board.
0: No, he but he hasn't been removed from the board as far as I've been
1: Oh he hasn't. Okay. But okay, yeah, so yeah. the board so the board has stayed. The board didn't yes. resign. Okay.
0: Yeah, so they're idiots. So they should have out. fallen on their swords for this. Board yeah. is still in. Okay. So Sam is apparently shocked by this latest development of Emmett, by the way. Apparently he really didn't see this one coming.
1: So that leaves that actually does leave open AI in a reasonable state you've still got the chief scientist you've still got the board I do worry about the loss of the senior researchers and that could be a leaky a leaky boat now so the obviously the very the the people who have quit, haven't worried about where they're going. They haven't worried about getting another job. They're confident they will get another job. They will
0: never have a problem being employed. They will never have a problem being employed. These are very valuable people who have a very good resume. The next tier
1: down of Mm -hmm. engineers may not be as quick to leave. Uh, And so we don't know what will happen there, but it could cause a leak, a staff leak. Because as a team lead moves on to a new team, And he's always going to come back and tap on the shoulder of the team that he liked working, anybody he liked working with at his last place, potentially make them a better Mm -hmm. offer. So Mm -hmm. the pool of talent that is capable of building the AI models that OpenAI have done is still quite small. And it's not something that you can – it's not like you can go and do a four-month – even if you've just done a PhD in machine learning – there's still a learning curve before you get to the quality of engineer that we're talking that OpenAI has to have had to produce the models and, you know, the the developments they have over the past few years.
0: So these people are naturals. There's no other way to put it, right? They're, they're real, like, absolute naturals at what they do. But it's also they're a People who grew up in their teens going with these sorts of things.
1: And that's a combination between talented people and good leadership as well. Because you can have talented people and bad leadership and accomplish nothing. You have amazing leadership and average people and still accomplish quite a lot. And so the combination of amazing people, amazing engineers with amazing leadership is my guess as to why OpenAI has done so well. So I suppose what I'm getting to with that summary is like, why should what I'm getting to with that summary is why should you care about what is happening? So there's a lot of companies building products on top of OpenAI's APIs. And so should you be worried about building a product on top of OpenAI's APIs now, or should you not care because there's competitors around? Existing companies. It's not
0: going anywhere tomorrow. That's- it's not going anywhere tomorrow, right? But it it may be the case that this is the catalyst or will be seen as the event in the future which caused some other company to outpace them. And also the fact that Microsoft had to release a statement saying essentially that we can continue even if OpenAI collapses is pretty, you know, that's a little bit interesting. I wonder if Microsoft right now is trying to buy, get these engineers to join them internally or if there was some part of the agreement that there was no poaching to be done oh, from OpenAI. Oh, there'd definitely
1: be a no poaching agreement there.
0: Yeah. You reckon? Yeah.
1: So I think, and I saw some interesting tweets Coming out where people were saying, "Oh, I'd need some some good assurances from OpenAI before building a product on top of them uh, right now." <laughs> uh,
0: but you're not going to get any. <laughs> you're not going to get any for one. And yeah.
1: I don't think it should change. If you're building a product right now and you're using OpenAI, I mm. wouldn't be concerned right now. Uh, the product is mm. working. The staff aren't going to all quit immediately, so the service should should continue running. I, mm-hmm. might, I might, just to hedge my bets, if I had an existing product already running well with GPT 3.5 or GPT 4 and I had access to Claude, I would potentially abstract it and drop in Claude and see how well it performed just in case. Is Claude a competitor to GPT 4? So Claude has a very large context window. I don't think it's quite as good as GPT-4 yet. Uh,
0: oh so it's another large
1: language it's Claude, model. Yeah, I've it's, oh, so Claude, yeah. I never heard. so Claude is from Anthropic. So Anthropic is hmm. Anthropic was started by an
0: ex OpenAI engineer and has got backing of Goog- Google and <laughs> they can go off alone and do the other things. This is uh, this is what I'm talking about when they lose staff, man. It's what Yeah. I
1: mean. And so it's not available as globally. Uh, We only, Mm. at Splash, we only recently got access to the Claude's APIs. Mm -hmm. And so I would definitely, if if I had an existing product making money and I wanted to be safe, now is the time to see if there are alternatives around that can at least get you 80% of the way there or 90% of the way there, just in case. Mm -hmm. In saying that, if you're still hustling and you haven't got revenue and you've got other priorities... I probably wouldn't change my priorities. I would just keep going uh, with what you're going and push towards making some money and making a viable product out of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In terms of priority, I mean, you and I are both building products, little side projects with OpenAI and GPT-4 and all that sort of thing. And I'm feeling no need to get off their APIs at any point in the future. And frankly, like anyone who's listening to this, who's working on something small, a little project or anything like that, do not feel any pressure to do the same thing. It absolutely is not going anywhere. I will. <laughs> I don't want to absolutely uh, jinx the situation here, but I will bet on it. I will bet. I will bet the tech huddle on it. It's not going anywhere in this short interim. I would be shocked if that entire company actually imploded. When we talk about implosion, uh, Kelvin, you are right. I think by 2025, maybe OpenAI will be a very different company to what it is now, and may even be part of Microsoft. But it's not going to be – it's not just going to pop and vanish overnight.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, it'll, be a, it'll be a slow bleed. Uh, and it might, playing the devil's advocate, maybe not the devil's advocate. It might recover.
0: It, it might come back stronger than ever. Maybe Sam Alton was a terrible CEO and we're going to discover that. And he was just a big charmer and liar. But I just don't, yeah.
1: <laughs> but also, having more competitors in this space might be a good thing. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of calls to halt the development of AI for the safety of humanity, but I don't think yeah. that's viable because China's not going to halt the, their
0: research. It's an arms race, exactly. exactly. It's Russia's not going to stop the
1: development yeah. of their large language models. So we're going to need free and open, and well, maybe not open source, but you know, the free world. I'm not even sure if that's the right terminology. Yeah, you know, the the Western the Western world, world
0: <laughs> the non-Chinese. We need religions. better drones and better AI in them than the enemy. <laughs> we do,
1: and imagine if you've got yeah. like a super powerful AI unrestricted coming out of China and yeah. and and Russia. There's we need we need to have to be able to combat combat that. I, that sounds super like tinfoil hat tinfoil hattie, but it is a reality. Yeah,
0: and chest beating, but it is, is in fact, reality in how it works, right? You know, the enemy develops nukes, so you need to develop nukes in order to protect yourself, right? That's exactly what happened with the Cold War. It's exactly how anything works. If you see your adversary, potential adversary, or anybody who may cause harm against you develop a new... A offensive weapon, you need to develop that weapon or something to combat it or neutralize it yeah. yourself. And the fact is, I saw a fantastic comic and we should put it on the website for this episode. It was like, you know, all the leaders sitting at the world table and at the UN saying, AI is a potential threat and we need to rein in its development. And internally, they're like all of their speech bubbles are the same thing, but I'm going to develop it first and win this thing. <laughs> you know, it's just yes. like, everybody's thinking the same thing. Holy crap, I got to win this race. Luckily... I I really think we have had, and by we I do mean the Western world, had have had a real head start on this thing. I don't think anybody's been able to get anywhere close to the strength of OpenAI's model. Specifically, I think that's not just because of the developments of from and which he potentially developed at Google. Don't forget, Google did a lot of early large language model research originally, which and OpenAI just applied and then you know, came out and basically destroyed Google's AI division, essentially, in all that name. Uh, but the training data they had access to Back then everyone wasn't paranoidly obsessive about making sure their data wasn't being scraped. And people like OpenAI were just able to go and just collect all this mass information. Wikipedia, you can download a copy of that anytime. Their database is freely downloadable down to like the day or even I think the hour. You can download the latest backup. But things like um, Archive, the internetarchive.org have now specifically actually shut themselves down at time because they've noticed AI companies trying to scrape them. Kelvin, I know we had this problem back when I was at Splash. We had problems and paranoia about companies trying to scrape our data for yeah. you know, music generation. That's still an ongoing problem. Everyone is now obsessed with not being scraped, which means if you're a small AI company, you've got a problem. Yeah. And if actually, if you're a startup trying to sell access to data, you've got a, a big a, you know a value proposition. I would say this, even the whisper model for open AI, it's very clear the whole thing has been trained on YouTube captions. And it's fascinating to see why. When it hallucinates, it'll say things like, thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. You know, just like these little hallucinations, it's seen them in so many videos yeah. that that's its fallback if it doesn't know what's going on. It's just like, oh, you must be saying the same thing everyone says, which is thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that like button and, uh, you know, turn on the bells for notifications. Uh so you probably can't do that to YouTube anymore. I bet Google's implemented something on that side as well. Uh, but yeah, there'd it's, be ways it's, to do it, it's fascinating. but it wouldn't be as fast. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Where
1: I was going was having more competition. Competition is what, competition is a fundamental part of human uh, human progression. The reason... Yes,
0: and it's also a fundamental part of capitalism, which is how the exactly. modern economy works. Right?
1: So having another competitor in this space with a whole bunch of talented people who've already done it before... I mm. I think it's a rising tide and it'll bring up all ships and it'll just make things better. So yeah, the future of open AI might be unclear, but I think in general, the future of AI is is very safe and could really benefit from what has happened here. Uh, it happens yeah, could really benefit from this split.
0: It's gonna be oh I can't wait for the Netflix series on this. You oh, just know yeah. there's like at least fifty writers have already gone to Netflix and pitched them, and you know this whole Netflix series of the comeback. It's gonna be like the Facebook movie all over again. But here's the real question: What the hell is Sam gonna call this new AI company if he starts one? Is he gonna Cl- close like, like AI? Sam AI? Close AI? <laughs> yeah. Or like <laughs> sc- <laughs> screw you, Ilya, maybe or something like that. Ilya 2.0. No Ilyas like in the Simpsons. They had the no home. Club. Actually, legitimately, Sam AI, if he finds a way to shove an R in there, he could make it Samurai, which would be kind of
1: cool. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) If you're listening to this, Sam, um, I want 20% for that note. (laughs) Okay. So getting back into it, this is Editor Pat here again. We now have the latest news. Kelvin and I are back. What has happened in Act Three, Kelvin? What is the big headline right now?
1: So. So Sam Altman and Greg Brockman and anybody else who has left OpenAI with them are joining Microsoft in a new team, which Sam is leading as the CEO. And so in one of the tweets that I read, uh, Satala refers to it just like GitHub and LinkedIn and other projects, uh, companies that they've bought that run as independent companies within the Microsoft umbrella. It looks independent like air
0: quotes. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's functionally independent. Maybe is the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that team is going to be building their own OpenAI competitor within the Microsoft umbrella.
0: And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, and just like that, OpenAI was killed. This is this this kills the OpenAI, and I'll tell you why. They've got all of GPT 4s model weights. They've got all of OpenAI's source code. They have got full license to use these things, by the way, commercially and in any way they want. And now they just brain drained the entire company of anybody who's actually good. Anybody who's good, who works at OpenAI, will be working at Microsoft by the end of the week. These are the accelerators, the people who are like pushing the AI, the the accelerationists. All the decelerationists are going to stay at OpenAI, and that company now means nothing to Microsoft. They have nothing worth giving Microsoft except maybe the source code of some other thing that they just came up with, which doesn't technically get counted as AGI. As part of their deal with Microsoft, OpenAI had to continue giving over source code until they hit AGI. I don't think they've hit AGI yet. I d- that was to be determined by the board. So maybe, 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 maybe Ilya thought they'd hit AGI. It's pretty unlikely. You Probably would have heard something about that right now. But there's no other way to put it. This really kills OpenAI. They're now valueless to Microsoft.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's that bad, but it is. It is bad for OpenAI.
0: I and also I, get this. Apparently, OpenAI couldn't get more resource compute uh, from Microsoft. Is the rumor. What do you think Microsoft's not going to have any problem giving their new AI team? As much Azure data center time as they could possibly throw at them to catch up to where OpenAI was before and then outcompete them. This is now a for-profit. All of those people over there who are working in Microsoft are now going to get bigger remuneration than they had before. They're going to get Microsoft stock, which means they have more to work for now. They're, they're working for a for-profit company they're not this this is this is horrendous for open ai like if you're the open ai board right now you, like they thought they had a winner they thought NAC 2 that they'd turned it around and they managed to pull a fast one on sam altman and microsoft and wait, wait do they not see this coming like what's coming on
1: <laughs> yeah i'm surprised that there's any i'm surprised that it's even possible like there must be contracts that were signed about non-competes, but I know- Yeah, we just talked about this. Yeah, I know I know laws in California, if you leave a company and go and start a competing company, in California, there's nothing you can do about it. Their, their laws are, are super open to that. There's like non-compete doesn't exist effectively. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what's happening here, or maybe just because Microsoft is going to structure it as a new company under, under the Microsoft umbrella, maybe that gets around any- Non compete?
0: Maybe Microsoft has had really good lawyers and they made sure this is part of no agreement that they signed with OpenAI. I mean, that could also be part of it.
1: I wonder, like, Sam Altman has always claimed to be on the ethical side of AI and trying to do the the responsible thing in terms of the development in AGI. I wonder how that changes now that he moves into Microsoft because Microsoft has been irresponsible with this. Like, they had the full GPT-4 model available on Bing Search with <laughs> access to the internet.
0: Well, And it was hallucinating bad. It was accusing you of, like, going after it and telling you you're a horrible person for a while. Remember that? Yeah, that yeah. That thing was hilarious. Their Sydney model, I think they called it. So... I
1: wonder how this plays out now. There'll be big pressure from Microsoft and the board and the investors, you know, to, to push it further and push it harder. But the most amazing thing is any new developments, as you said, that come out of OpenAI, this team at Microsoft will have access to. So they will have mm. access to everything and then all the resources that they need to build competing products. Mm-hmm. In saying that, they need some autonomy from Microsoft because Microsoft has a habit of building shitty software.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, as as Elon pointed out, they're going to be forced to use Teams now, right? They can't go on to Google Meet anymore. Um, <laughs> but, you know, actually, interestingly on Twitter, because it's all like if you want to be on the latest, the latest edge of what's going on, you, ha- you still have to be on Twitter. You know, Brad Lightcap, the CEO for OpenAI, COO for OpenAI, and also uh, Mira, the former interim CEO and still CTO, I guess. We don't know yet. Both tweeted out identical tweets, which is that OpenAI is nothing without its people. I mean, what are the, kind, of a, kind of a mess. Like, again, if you're the rest of the board right now, this kind of like, you know, they, they, thought, they thought they were having a bad dream, but the reality is they're living in a nightmare. I mean, this could not be like worse for them. Are they going to lose their COO and CTO now? Is that what they're basically sending out with these messages that they're going to go join SAM? At OpenAI, and how many others are going to go join him? Is everyone who put out a, a heart tweet with Sam last week going to do it too? The guy, they love that guy, and now there are two other top leaders that are going to potentially leave as well. I mean, this is this is this Act Three is really turning out to be different. What Microsoft is going to call this new department—probably something horrible like Microsoft AI division or something like that—is uh, yet to be seen. Copilot, it'll be called like oh, Copilot AI God. or.
1: It yeah, will. Yeah, well, call it, it will be yeah, called co-pilot. The academy
0: where they train the co-pilots or something like that. Yeah. Microsoft. Ooh, is terrible I, I quite like that. No, 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 no. It's, oh, oh, maybe like the simulator, the flight simulator. No, the Microsoft can't name things. We all know that. I mean, this is the people who called it Bing Chat originally, the biggest technological evolution of the generation, and they called it Bing Chat. I mean, fucking come on. <laughs> uh, but again, like where, where this goes next is. Going to be very interesting. Yeah, we
1: might have to, we might have to keep our eye on this, and if and put out another episode later on this week if it keeps. It keeps oh, we're going to have if, daily episodes yeah, on this thing if at this it keeps point, playing out <laughs> like this because this is just crazy. And yeah, I don't know what's so much next. fun.
0: Yeah, again, like we're just getting into Act Three now, right? Which is what we just said before. What is Sam going to do next? He's going to start his own company? No, he went and joined Microsoft. If you're Satya Nadella and the Microsoft board, frankly. Well done Satya, this thing played out entirely to your advantage. The company that your company is betting on for their AI strategy that wouldn't let you own own any more of them than they had already has now all but completely collapsed and all of its top technical talent are now joining your company. I mean, if you were were Satya right now, sitting in whatever mansion you sit in (laughs) at night, you've got to have like the best feeling inside, you know, like you're laughing randomly. Yeah, you just got a big smile, you know. (laughs) You're on top of the world. Everything has worked out for you. And interestingly, it looks like Microsoft shares are now trading way up, Uh actually, the exact value of OpenAI. They are now trading upwards of the exact value of OpenAI. They have gained onto their stock just because everyone believes that essentially investors are now confident to say... You know what? The 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 real talent, the real secret of OpenAI, the real value of OpenAI now works in Microsoft, and that increases its value by ninety billion dollars.
1: OpenAI, I just looked it up now, and so I'm not sure how accurate this figure is, but apparently OpenAI OpenAI has more than seven hundred employees.
0: So oh, I, the janitor! I mean, come on, how many of those people actually matter? Right, and, and I want, you know yeah, thats like, right. <laughs> I do wonder how
1: many of those are core people. And again, if you take away all of the significant leadership and all of the the primary
0: engineers. It's yeah. yeah you could take a hundred people out everybody. of that, and the whole thing,
1: <laughs> you know, all the pillar. You take away all the pillars, and the foundation falls yeah. down. Whole
0: I realise what I said. How many of those people actually matter? Sorry, what I meant to say is, how many of those people have compensation upwards of a million dollars? You know, it's is what I'm trying to say. They'll forgive me. They 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 know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They, they Maybe.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so yes, we just thought we'd add this addendum on, and we will keep things posted and and uh, and come back with more insights <laughs> as yeah. as oh my god as they happen. Uh, so hopefully, you'll be yep. hearing this tomorrow morning. Uh, and yeah, hit us up if you've, uh, if you've got any thoughts or insights on how you think this will play out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, again, we'll, um, well, I'll just cut into the rest of the episode there, I suppose.
1: Cool. So we'll keep this episode short. We just thought this was breaking news and we should get on top of it quickly.
0: So, we haven't done a news episode for a while. We know. We apologize. We keep meaning to record it. We just keep missing the window for new and interesting news items, but I mean, this one, this one's a submarine. You got to do the submarine while it's happening. Yeah. Submarine Sam. Oh, that's the name of the company. Submarine Sam. <laughs> a, <dot> .ai <laughs> Yeah, dot .ai. He has to get the domain name. <laughs> <coughs> I want it to be ai.horse Oh, that'd be brilliant. You know, I've also got a couple of um. Every time, ever since Browser.Horse, I'm just like, I'm just going to register silly domain names. I'm just going to do You've it. You've been doing I that. I was thinking today. I've, I've seen you doing yeah.
1: it, your crazy domain names. i got
0: names. Cask.Monster. Yeah. What was the other one? Yummy.Vote is I it's like the new Cask.Monster. One Monster. I don't know why. It's a great domain name. That's what I mean. It's just like you just get, there was this real thing. People are like, don't register the weird TLDs, get a .com. But then Browser.Horse gets in your brain and it never gets out of there. And now Cask Monster is in there, and I'll tell you what, it'll never leave. Yummy.vote, sometimes I forget what it's called, though. I'll be honest. So we'd
1: love to know what you think about this shorter style episode. Uh, We've got lots more. Mm -hmm. We've got – oh, we've still got a number of episodes to come out this year before our Christmas break. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. this isn't counting towards that. There'll be another episode out next week, which is a super interesting interview uh, about Minimum Viable Mm -hmm. Factories.
0: So, with David Hellier, which I'm really looking forward to because he's a super interesting guy to
1: talk to. Super interesting guy. And that whole project is just mind-blowing. So, yeah, stay tuned for that one. And, again, hit us up on Twitter or, uh, or sorry, hit us up on X or if <laughs> yeah, we, if right. we manage like to release this on YouTube or something and let us know what you think mm-hmm. of these shorter style episodes. And we'll aim to do more of these as news comes out. A little bit shorter, give our, give it a, a recount of the events and give our take on it and how it affects our listeners.
0: All right. 100%. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, if you want to find me or Kelvin, just look us up on the show. We give up. Just find yeah, us yeah, on the website. You'll find us or on, or on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget to come to DevFest where you can hear us both talk about uh, our own little talks, respectively. Kelvin, you're doing one about... Yeah, interestingly, using open AIs. uh, to build
1: a language learning partner and there's been some interesting developments in that as well since I decided to do this talk so you've moved to claw (laughs) yeah that's right no but they've got a whole bunch of extra APIs that I can make use of now that I that uh, that I'm not yet and a competitor to uh, 11 labs as well for voice generation so Oh, so there should be that should be a really interesting talk. I think if you
0: haven't used any of those APIs before, and my talk is going to be about um, basically, you may have already heard it if you're a long time listener of the podcast. What happened at Twenty Three? Shout everything I learned from starting a venture back startup. Uh, what I wouldn't do again and what I would do again. Basically, my seven key takeaways from that whole experience and then also a little bit about how I'm applying them now that I'm working on Logs AI and Cask Monster and all these other little fun side projects every other week. I'm just trying to pump those out as fast as possible. Uh, funnily enough, Logs AI is also built using OpenAI technology. So it's probably going to switch to Grok or something in the future. Well, the good thing <laughs> It'll become Grok. The good AI. thing about
1: Whisper is it's open source. It's it's used a lot by a lot of people that's out there. Mm. So at least whispers not going anywhere.
0: Here's the other question I had, sorry, not to extend this podcast. If Elon's stated goal with XAI, he had a few stated goals. One was to unlock the secrets of the universe using AI. So he wants AI to discover new physics, which he said, if it can't do, then it's not intelligent. That's cool. Um, But two, he was so upset by open AI not being open anymore, by that Microsoft investment and by their closed nature because he originally gave them money and lost his friendship with Sergey in, in recruiting Ilya because he believed OpenAI was actually going to be open. And so far, they've only open source. I'm not going to say it's un- – I'm not going to be unappreciative. Whisper is freaking amazing. The other things that they've open sourced are oh, freaking GPT-3 amazing.
1: was open source as well. And that was the last like, LLM that they open sourced.
0: Yeah, but is Grok going to be open source is my question back to Elon. That's a good question. I don't think so, right? Is
1: well, so the, thing Are that the model ha- weights
0: of Grok going to be open on GitHub? I don't think so. The thing <laughs> that he has, at, I meant to bring this up
1: earlier, again, not to extend this episode, but he has all of the tweet data, which is a gold mine. Yes, he does. And there's oh, no API anymore unless yeah. you're paying a lot of money. So, he has access to such an insane amount of training data
0: mm-hmm. that... And actually, did you see that Twitter investors are going to get twenty five percent of XAI as comp- as wow. general compensation, but most likely as compensation for him absolutely harvesting the hell out of that gold mine of data that you know that database with how many years and how many tweets, trillions of tweets, trillions of conversations. Yeah. That is, that is like we know that AI companies are trying to scrape. Uh, Twitter, and that's the whole reason they have rate limits, and you have like these blue check marks. You have to actually buy now, and there's discussions to even pay to sign up to Twitter, and all these other things. It's just to keep them the hell out of the honeypot, right? <laughs> <laughs> <And> to, <laughs> Meanwhile, Grok's in there, and it's getting sassy. Yeah,
1: it's also it also increases the quality the quality of the data by removing the bots. Yes, well, oh, not completely, yeah, it but it definitely reduces them. So, and, yeah. and that's only better for the general training of models mm. right mm. uh, all okay. right all right so we'll call it there uh th- thanks again for <laughs> listening and we, we we really appreciate all of all of our listeners and again if you want to hit us up then you know DSM, dm us on twitter or on linkedin if you don't like interacting publicly and just let us know your feedback yep. we always uh yeah we always like to hear from you
0: and come to dev fest it's going to be awesome yeah it's going to be a lot of fun okay thanks guys bye-bye see ya Yeah, so amortisation is um, depreciation of an intangible asset. For example, if you purchase a...